What is up, everyone? This is Gen Z Gab, and this is Sarah G here, and this is episode four, season two, and we are going to do... Monday mood in a different sense of mental health, like I've talked about in the past, but you know, um, I'm recording this Wednesday, and as everyone knows, on Wednesday, December 14th, a big icon and light in our social media lives, in our in anyone's lives. Like whether or not you follow Steven Twitch Boss on social media or whatever, even if he popped up on your for you page, you instantly felt happy. And the reason I'm talking about him is because he's someone that even I was so shocked. Which I mean, everyone is, but I was so shocked. Okay, I don't get a emotional over a lot of this stuff like I just can't believe it like he truly was like nothing I had ever seen and I actually had seen him on so you think you can dance okay like I have inadvertently seen him through so much and yet not really follow him like he's one of those people I unfortunately thought I was following and I know people go, well, you followed like this and that. And yeah, it, it doesn't. I'm just going to say it. If you are a person who didn't actually follow him, you are still a valid fan. If you remember him on all the things he was on Ellen. And even though that goes up and down, the world knew who Steven Boss Twitch was. And the problem that I'm saying is that he had it all according to what we saw. And I know this goes back and forth on all those things about what we see is not always what it appears. And I know I've been very curmungy, very pissy, very dis annoyed with a lot of influencers, etc. And you know what? It's true. Especially because, I mean... We can always compare ourselves and whatnot, but at the end of the day, I just see this as another opportunity, even for me to reflect. And yes, I'm not where I thought I'd be. I complain plenty, and I am also the friend that always feels like nobody wants to keep in touch with. I am the strong friend. I am the friend that checks up on everything and the person that really doesn't need to be worried about. And again, this is not me trying to get a bunch of people to pity party me or F me. It's just who I am. And again, I think it goes into my ADHD, OCD, just some trauma response to some things that I personally have gone through um, more as an outsider looking in. But it's, yeah, just saying you never really know what someone is going through. And right now, my heart really goes out for his family, his, his three kids, his wife, and anyone around him. But the thing is, yes, even two days ago, he was posting all this stuff with dancing, etc. And here's the thing. I also want to touch on something. While we are speaking about Monday mood and mental health, and I know it's very not happy-go-lucky in this moment, and you can hear that in my voice, and I understand that, but here's the thing. Aaron Carter, even a month ago, where we talked about his own struggles, again, 
There is so many podcasts out there talking about this stuff. But can I just again emphasize how we as a society, as I've seen multiple creators say this and multiple people of color, etc. Black men especially don't get the help they deserve. I will be posting the statistics. I will be posting a therapist that I follow because I personally believe that they have way more of obviously knowledge than I ever could, but that they have been talking about this for years on end, and I firmly believe that they deserve to have their space held open and get their facts out there. Again, I am speaking about this because it's so important that mental health matters. Men's mental health matters, okay? We have been like I've mentioned multiple times, I follow Man Enough, the podcast, and just, you know, Justin Baldoni and his whole crew have been phenomenal in opening that dialogue. And yes, I know, again, it's still done by a white guy, um, uh, and produced a lot, but there's still so much more, and it's still filled with great guests and diversity. And I know there is such a nuance to this and me speaking about it and probably detailing most of my podcast to this is because it matters so much. It matters so much, especially in the winter months. And again, when you're the person that people kind of, you know, take I'm not going to say we take certain people more for granted, but we do never take anyone. And I think that we need to consider this. Like, you're not going to be besties with everyone, but even a sheer acquaintance that you have, maybe you should check up on them. Even if you're in, like, a fight and in a one-sided relationship or whatever. I just mean now, don't go overboard or don't go insanely like back to someone that's hurt you super badly. I'm just speaking on like the levels, but there is so many nuances that go on with this specific topic. Okay, like I understand where a lot of people come from with it. And I also understand how, you know, when you say put up boundaries with certain people, how hard it is. And especially, look, therapy is talked about in white culture. I'm just going to speak on this kind of a little bit, but it's also spoken in different levels of white culture. Again, I am from a Irish American family. I am third generation, okay? I reflect way more similarly to, you know, Hispanics, Latino, and, you know, the Balkan culture as much Mediterranean, where you don't talk about it, you go hush-hush. And I'm not saying one way or another it's right, but even yesterday, there was a comedian, he's Greek and Italian, who was posting about, like, a gossip culture in his, and it's so true, but the way that he presented it was like, oh my gosh, all the elderly family members in the back of the church gossiping. And he didn't quite get the joke. And then I said, like, watch anything from here, X, Y, and Z. And even 
the family members that have been to therapy, it's still hush, 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 hush. Like, nobody talks. It's like, oh, we don't talk about Bruno. There's nothing wrong. Even though, again, my family has had, like many others, but have had a lot of issues. And you can probably draw the conclusion. I'm not saying one way or another, it's not the same, whatever. But I'm just saying this nuanced topic and how many layers go with it and just the fact of the matter is, though, Jay boss Twitch, sorry, ugh, my brain shut off. I meant, yeah, Stephen boss Twitch needed to do, we needed to do better for him. We need to do better for so many. And again, it's so nuanced, but it just is heartbreaking. And you know how I... Yeah, I might be a little judgmental about especially influencers. And when they talk about their mental health, yes, I'm very much happy for it. And with all the people that we've lost. But the reason, though, that I'm still a little angry at them is just because, yes, they can say one thing. And I know not everything's a pretty picture and another. But it also seems like they're always trying to find a multi-level marketing scheme or some sort of production thing to do. Like I talked to Laura two weeks ago. There's just so much that goes on with it. And that, you know, I am constantly getting, I'm just talking about social media in general at this point. Moving on more from that Monday mood. But social media in general, and like I said, it is a toxin. That if there's any toxins that you have to remove from your life, it's not bread. It is not anything you're probably eating unless you're like actually like autoimmune like me in issues or whatever. But separately, the things that you actually are a toxin to you or should like a leech is probably some people you surround yourself with and social media. And I just I agree that because, again, ADHD makes me a dopamine, need that serotonin, like, that quick fix if I get this and that. And now TikTok has been plunging, plunging in my veins. So, of course, my brain goes, what, what, what? And, you know, even that's hard. But I think back, again, TMZ, I used to probably want to be one of them. Now I don't. But TMZ is all over poor twitch and asking him about Ellen and he's answering it like a great answering deal you know but it's just you can see the pain in its eyes and his voice and you can see a lot of stuff looking back that you might have done but because he kept everything together that was the big piece so I'm just mentioning this again because I truly believe that we as a society are just so hyper-focused on all ourselves that we don't take a step back to see if other people need help. And yes, I am the person that bombards and floods people maybe more than I should. I try not to. I've been working on that. But again, like I said, I've noticed a lot within people who have the ADHD, OCD, autism, etc., all in that neurodivergent community. We have that sensitivity rejection, all that stuff, but we feel the emotion in the society way more. So yes, we get extra sensitive if people don't respond, like compared to the rest of the world. And I understand that, but it doesn't mean that we're going to stop doing what we're going to do. And I know 
especially because it's been brought to my attention on some occasions that I'm overwhelming and I try not to be. And even if it's been said in the past, it still sticks with me all the time. I can take some criticism, but you know, when you're trying to be yourself all the time, when people say just stop and be yourself, it's very frustrating because when you feel like yourself is an overwhelming person with ADHD and OCD, it's especially, it makes it most more anxiety than depression. And it just rolls into this never-ending cycle. And I'm only talking about this from my perspective, more of just instead, again, of New Year's resolutions that I'm going to try. I'm just going to keep trying to work on making me happy and still being myself. And I know that I say that all the time and people say, at least you've always done to the beat of your own drum, but still not really. I was thinking about this the other day too, how much like we try to conform in society. Again, I tried to like a bunch of movies that people liked and even rewatching, I rewatched Stick It as an adult and I just realized my ADHD made me hate this movie and love this movie. And other people are talking about like where it was like a time in their life where they, but the humor is so cringy, like I'm sorry. I feel like I'm like Wednesday Adams watching it with Legally Blonde and that's just it. And we all grow out in certain situations and yes, I was the goody two-shoes growing up, but then I realized how much that has to do with generational trauma as well. And I'm just speaking on all of these things as the holidays are coming up, you never know what might trigger you. And it's just time to open up these conversations and to really start thinking and acknowledging going forward on what exactly because we're not all gonna be perfect all the time that's insane that's never gonna happen but just something to consider also fun thing that I have some news update which I don't have a set time or whatever for this one right now but do you know uh, TikTok, uh, the truth doctor, Courtney Tracy will be on the podcast at some point and we'll be talking about mental health, which is really important at the start of the year. Please comment anything that you want us to talk about because we're in the middle of scheduling and I'm going to be taking a break for a vacation and just the holidays. So between now and, you know, first or second week of January, hopefully, Leave your comment, tell us what you want to hear, and that way we can try to answer what you want to know. As well as, you know, that you can catch up while I'm gone for the next week and a half, two weeks of Gen Z. You can check out my former interview with Brooke Alex, the singer songwriter from American Song one of my friends acquaintances she also talked about her AAPI heritage as well and I still think that that was one of my favorite of the first season as well as it was the second episode and she was my first guest as well as you can also talk and listen to Laura High on um the podcast from two weeks ago where I interviewed her and got to the like understanding of what sperm donation and donor conception is. If you want to know more about the infertility industry, please go and follow her. And she has just some great insight. And also, again, her 
in the month of December, we talk a lot about, you know, World War II, all that stuff. Her grandfather has a lot of stories, so please check her out. And, like, Lily Ebert um, and so many more are on TikTok, and you should get them and hear their stories. Like she said, it's a very important time because a lot of these survivors are not going to be around um, within the next 10 years, as sad as that sounds. It's just the unfortunate truth. And there are so many more that I could list, but I just wanted to give you kind of the rundown. And again, I think that some of the best psychologists on TikTok are Dr. Kim Sage. There's also, uh, again, the truth doctor, Courtney Tracy, who I'm, yeah, planning to have on. And gosh, I'm trying to think of all the other there's an ADHD doc, etc. And I just think that it's so important, especially with the holiday season and the new year coming up, that we don't just sweep it under the rug. Like, we get it. It happens. And I think, again, just the whole J... Why do I want to call him J Twitch? Oh, yeah, because there's another care. Okay. So here's why I keep effing up so freaking bad on this. I follow on TikTok two indigenous creators, and if you're not following them yet, you should. Jay Witchy and Twitchy. And now, of course, with Stephen Twitch Boss, my brain immediately inadvertently goes to those two. And by the way, you need to follow Witchy because she is um, just breaking down all the indigenous cultures, especially in Mexico. And then Twitchy, she is actually talking about Appalachian and the whole stolen land and reclaiming that riot right now. And I think it's just important that we continue to talk about these issues regardless of what time of year. But this is, again, the Christmas season. And like I said last time, and this is not paid partnership, but I have links below in my bio from the last one on information to, you know, get get Christmas present, holiday present, whatever you want and celebrate. So holiday presents for from these specific uh, organizations, businesses, small owned businesses, Iranian business. You know, there's one from Barbados that I mentioned that I got an awesome pair of earrings with last year. Week and by the way, Barbadian is the thing that I always get confused about, and I mention this a lot of times. But because uh, even I've heard interviews with Rihanna saying this, but whole thing about she's like I'm Barbadian, but I'm Bahan or Bahin, and it's like again I think of Baja Blast. I just do. I'm a horrible person, but that's how I do. And the problem is I also follow one of those San Filippo families, which again, not another place that you should donate to this holiday season for clinical trials for all the types, but this is besides the point. So, and again, if any of them are listening, San Filippo, like I am always willing to talk about it's because it's a similar to a neurological disorder, like Parkinson's, Alzheimer's. I have a family member with Parkinson's, so I understand a lot of the stuff. But it's in children, and it's a metabolic. There's attenuated. There's a bunch of things that 
could go on with that and talked about with that and as well as just you also should just keep in mind like before commenting on something the mental health as well of these parents and caregivers and families because it's a lot to handle and the reason they're on social media which even mom uncharted has agreed with is because they don't show their kids in their like worst moments first of all they show some of their appearances because it has some physical appearances that not a lot of people would know they have strong eyebrows big eyes and um big lips it's one of those things that you see and again the reason though that I kind of went off on a tangent was just because though one of these families they also have a teenager and their teenager is obsessed with Baja Blast and it's become like a joke on their family and their 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 page occasionally I'll see someone comment about it but again less about them more just about the parents journey and it's just so funny because I just think about that and that's the only thing I can think about and I go it's a terrible joke also because part of that joke is from King of the Hill and yeah so I just keep going on about these similarities these differences in life and you know you're never guaranteed anything but again I've been stuck in this rut for so long trying to figure out how I'm gonna get from point A to point B and then I realized some other things one person that I follow that I know of who keeps getting banned on Instagram. He finally signed with a great agency. And again, this person's been working hard very long. And it just goes to show you never know what's going to happen, when it's going to happen. But still, it's just kind of like your brain is always like trying to rush it. And that's where, again, I go back to, as I've mentioned constantly, Laura. But her advice, people, you need to listen to her. You need to follow her because she actually gives out life, good life advice. Yes, she's a comedian, but actually comedians are the best type of therapist when you can't afford therapy. As well as follow John Marco Scorenzi, Scorenzi, sorry, because uh, he has a lot of relatable moments and unrelatable moments and he's hilarious and he just had Roy Wood Jr. on from The Daily Show on his podcast, like, okay, go off. Although Roy's mad at The Daily Show right now because of Trevor Noah leaving, so that should be interesting. Maybe it's not mad as much more as just a joke pettiness, but, you know, everything's evolving, and I kind of think, you know, if it wasn't for Trevor Noah and Colbert late night shows, I don't think I would have made it during that first round of COVID. And, you know, with all that goes on these past couple years I get it things are not the same and I constantly complain and gripe about all the things that I haven't done but then I start to go back especially today I've been like well all the things that I have done and you know what one thing I am kind of like embarrassed about is even though I want to email all these people but I don't want to take away from their time but they're you know this is what I learned how to do even in college when I was doing communications and reporting stuff, because you have to go out and get, you know, information, real sources, understanding of things. It's not just you do your own research. No, you do research online, but you go to people to get real answers. I'm going to just state this one more time that 
I've had a lot of health stuff come up and I don't know if it's because I got COVID, if it's because of just past other issues that I've had between ADHD, etc. You know, diet culture, you name it, all those things. But I do think I got COVID, like I said, back in 2020 when we didn't know what it was. And I think it ricocheted off all these different things. However, uh, as you can see, like I talk about, I'm still on this Ehlers-Danlos thing because everyone tells me how rare it is. But the funny thing is, I follow someone who's on hypermobile specialist on TikTok and I think she's from England so they're a little it's a little different but she showed me the checklist and I could do all the checklist stuff so I'm gonna be looking into that soon um but what I'm gonna say is that the whole thing about COVID ricocheting off everything I think it just made also so many people especially elder Gen Z like me feel like we don't have social skills, even though I didn't inherently have social skills before, because again, I'm a weirdo, neurodivergent human being. And at this point, though, I own it and I see things clearer now. Before, I was unmedicated. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing, like a lot of people. But I think like when you take a step back and you see how many more and suddenly it's so relatable and whatnot. And it's like everybody's a little bit ADHD. Well, yeah, more people are. But see, the thing is, that it's really hard because people are now more self-diagnosing, which is valid because suddenly we have this oyster worldwide information to get at. And I know it's very complicated in how I talk and explain things, but hey, I am not made for the neurotypical world. And yeah, so that's fun. And if you... Don't quite get me, that's fine. I don't get myself half the time. But the only reason that I'm speaking all this much on it is because, again, Twitch was a phenomenal dancer. He he had this life. He built it. It took a while. But even the people who have somewhat achieved it all, you never know what they're going through. And I just wanted to state that once again. We never know what people are going through. Even if the people seem like an open book, there's stuff that even open books like me keep in the dark because it doesn't either concern me or it's not my story or it's just something personally that people don't want to share. People don't have to share everything, every aspect of their life. People don't have to share everything. And I know people are going to be like, what does that mean? That becomes so redundant. But what I'm trying to state, as I've stated before, how about we start like making comments more on personalities, jokes, whatever, than bodies. So that's another thing like I'm hoping for 2023 is that there's less of videos and body checking and all that, which again, you can follow what the actual Fork podcast for more. Diet Culture Rebel, Andy Does Healthy, Eliana, Arfred, uh, who is, I probably botched her last name. Sorry about that. Um, but there are so many unique and intelligent dietitians out there who are non-diet dietitians. There's the ADHD dietitian that I have learned so much from. And I think that if we put that best foot forward, those, again, those dietitians find food freedom. They all went through their own, like, breaking up with diet culture, breaking up with, like, the body image posting, all that stuff. And Dana Mercer, or Danae Mercer, with her, her always showing off the filter and whatever, now I can spot that within even influencers, and I feel even more bad. And people can say to me, why are you talking about all of this? Why are you running it into the ground? Because... 
it matters so much. And because holidays are coming up, and like I said last time, like, it's not new year, new me, okay? Like, that mantra needs to end. And again, even even Raven Simone broke up with diet culture. She even posted a video on TikTok about how people are saying, like, oh, she shouldn't be on Disney Channel. Here's the thing. I rewatch Raven's Home. I rewatch uh, So Raven. And by the way, their stuff still works. And it's not one of those cringy new series. And she's got a lot going on. But... Here's the thing that I take away, which I loved from her thing. It doesn't matter. She's happily married. She's a producer, executive director, all those things. She writes some of the episodes of Raven's Home. She lost 50 pounds of, like, fat, as she put it. But she also did said as, like, not in the typical way because she's been listening more. She hasn't done it the way that people want aren't the typical way, but she's also owning it and explaining to people where she stands. So that's good. And yeah. So it's where we are in life. And I think that we need to create that importance that goes along with it because of the situation, because because we need to acknowledge that as well. And I'm only touching on her is because she was also phenomenal when I was like five or six years old. Maybe even seven. It might have been when I was seven too because I can't remember season two versus season But the look episode. I remember asking my mom and dad like why. She was pretty. She was out there. She was just herself. And it was phenomenal. Even Chelsea who was the thinner one like wasn't like the size zero size two that was kind of scary around for you know the 2000s. I was growing up as a little, little kid in the early 2000s. And the funny thing is it was like the mid 2000s. Suddenly I was seeing more of the really skinny culture and what was really bothering and effed up my brain. And I think that it's just important again, that we touch on this because there's so many, and especially again, with all the ageism size fat phobia that goes on, like I've talked about multiple times on this channel, on with other people. I just want to emphasize it again. I wish that this could have been a funny, like, lighthearted before the holiday podcast. I really do. But the problem is, you know, this is Gen Z Gap, where I talk about anything and everything, what's going on in current events, what's going on in the world, entertainment, etc. Yes, I can deliver lines that are funny, or I can be sarcastic and, you know, just be me. But the problem is that, unfortunately, stuff goes on in this world, and I'm trying to explain it as, like, the perspective that I bring, that I see or the perspective that my guests can see. And yes, I brought on some millennials more so than Gen Z, but it at least brings and opens up that conversation of what I as a Gen Z see versus how the millennials see it. And it's so different, but it's good because then we can come together and figure out from there. So yeah. And in the spirit of the holidays, I'm going to once again touch on just some of my favorite holiday specials and classics 
and then we will see you start of January. So I'm going to talk a little bit about just the holiday specials, the Christmas specifically. Again, I was raised Catholic. I'm more atheist agnostic now, but it still doesn't mean that I don't sometimes like to listen to music or, you know, TV specials, as well as I just want to touch on again, though, that a lot of Christmas music was not written by Christians. So just just wanted to put that out there in case anybody was about to be like this or that. Like, no, and I'm gonna say happy holidays. And also I'm touching again quickly separately about, again, emailing out, talking to people, whatever. My mom's boss, who I talked about constantly on here, a force of nature. She was the nicest, kindest human being, but she was a force of nature. She said it doesn't hurt to try and you should always try and you should always do what you need to do to help others, etc. And she was just amazing and she would send out her holiday cards almost every year and that's where it's just again this year not so much unfortunately but again I've learned a lot through her um a majority of my mom's you know work was Jewish at one point and you know you learn little bits of things along the way and I still stand by that some holiday specials should expand more on that well like Rugrats was ahead of its time with Passover and Hanukkah episodes so that as well as they they did a perfect blend I'd say because the family especially Tommy Pickles family was half and half so I think for kids who were in an interfaith family that worked out well but I wanted to say their Santa episode where even Angelica never really fully gets the grasp of being nice for the rest of the time but that's in and of itself Hey Arnold Christmas specials uh you know the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer all those CGI older stop motion year without Santa Claus the Santa Clauses I've almost finished watching again I love Santa Claus 2 was the best when I was little because I think it was just like I don't know why but I think that was the best one out of the trilogy and you can see even Steve Martin poke at Martin Short at the recent videos of SNL making fun of that uh where he played Jack Frost as well as you know the typical Disney Santa moments Christmas moments the all those Disney Channel original movies etc but I just yeah wanted to touch a little bit on Rugrats just being very good and it's still in from what I've seen and now other people can tell me one way or another it's not true or if they disagree and again uh, vet the experts ask other people because again I'm just sharing like some ways like for you to all get in the holiday spirit and just you know um, understand some other things that may not be yours but at the same time trying to be respectful like you do not get to do this stuff if you are not actually a practicing person. I just want to make that clear. Like you do not get to do these traditions. It's just to understand these traditions a little bit better if you see it on TikTok or social media and willingness to learn and understand another culture. So that's another thing in mind. Also, I do like how interesting this is a separate thing because again, I am getting my Luxembourg citizenship and they speak French and they do a lot of French traditions and I'm also from the East Northeast part of France. My ancestors are mostly from, but the whole Papa Noel thing started with them. So I've been learning a few more traditions of my own, connecting, reconnecting, all that stuff. But it is just funny because inadvertently, I've been doing a lot of that stuff my whole life without really even our family knowing any different. And I think that that just shows like how disconnected but reconnected or always connected we are. So as I conclude this week, just remember to check on your loved ones during this time and, you know, happy holidays. We will be back in 
January. Hope you enjoyed this. Hit like, subscribe, comment below, and just please keep the boss family in your thoughts right now.